Yes. Well, it is good to see each of you, and I hope it's been a busy summer, maybe, for you. Maybe it's already been a busy summer. Uh, definitely a hot one, but that's the way it is in Florida. It's either hot or raining or both. Uh, but we are glad that you're here. Um, this morning, uh, this week, I've been thinking about what to preach on, and and a verse came to me, and I studied it, and then laid it aside, said, Lord, I just don't think we'll have that ready. Uh, but the Lord kept saying, Frank, this is where I want you to preach from. Um, and so, here we go. Do any of you, and you might not want to raise your hand on this, but do any of you at your house have one of those closets or rooms that really should have on the door do not open, hazardous to one's health. In other words, if you open it, things start tumbling out. And it's like, how did you get them all in there? Now, some of you are chuckling, so you know what I'm talking about, of having a room so full, fulfilled with, with things that it, it begins to come out. Or... You ever hear your doorbell ring or possibly maybe not your doorbell ring, but you hear something at the front door. Not a knock, but there's something going on at your front door. And you open it to find that there's an alligator trying to get in your house. You ever have that happen to you? You know, sometimes in life we find things that... uh, well, are trying to get in. I've been hearing a lot lately about snakes getting into people's homes. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that my wife draws the line on. Uh, if a snake tries to get into the house, that just, that's, that's not something she's going to put up with. Um, and, uh, you know, in our lives, certain things happen. Well, this morning, I want us to look and read about a very familiar story found in the book of Genesis chapter 4. And in Genesis chapter 4, what we have is the story, the beginning of the story of Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, who were brothers. And as we look at this story this morning, two things struck me in this story. One was Cain's reaction Cain's reaction when God denied his offering, okay? And then as he denied that, we find that that basically God gave him a warning. But then God said, Cain, you need to do what is right. Because if you don't do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. So let's look at this. In Genesis chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. The man was intimate, talking about Adam, was intimate with his wife Eve. And she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, "I I have had a male child with the Lord's help. She also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of the flock, but Cain worked the ground. In course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to God. 
And Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious, and he looked despondent. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious? And why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you but if you do if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It does its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. You ever have somebody standing behind a door and you didn't know it? And you walked in and they jumped out at you? Glenda, did that ever happen to you? Lots. How did that make you feel? Daryl did it. You screamed. That's right. You wasn't expecting it. You didn't know what else was getting ready to happen. You know? And so in this story that we find this morning, Where are we? Well, some interesting things, just to know, to give you some background. We're in Genesis 4. Do you realize that in Genesis 3, we're talking about the fall of man. We're talking about where Adam and Eve had eaten of the fruit, and they had been caught, you might say, or had been found out, and and God told them that in that moment how they were separated from him, and they were separated from him because of sin. And sin stood in the way, and he told them of the pain that they would have and the discomfort that they would have and how it would be hard to to do a lot of different things. And now we come to Genesis chapter 4, and we find that Eve has had her first two children. Now, we're not sure if they're twins or if she had Cain, and then, you know, several months later, you know, whatever, she had Abel. There's debates if they're twins or not, but but it really doesn't matter in the sense that Cain was first. For Eve, she really thought that having this first child would make everything right with God and and that this child could be the answer that the world was looking to. But this child was not. This child ended up being a murderer. This child was one that disappointed the family and killed his own brother. Now, we find that in this story, as we read this story, we find that it came time for an offering. Now, we've got to realize that in the Jewish days, when it came time for offering, basically you would say it was time for worship. It's time for worship. And and I believe that both of these boys by now, even though we don't know an age, knew what it meant to worship God. They, they knew what they should have done. And even today, what are we doing when it's worship time? You know, I know some people that literally when the preacher stands up, that's the time they take their nap. You know, and or this is the time they turn their hearing aid, you know, because sometimes they turn it the wrong way and I hear go, you know, they got to put it down. And so they don't hear anything during that time. But but what do we do when it's worship time? You know how some of you are when your spouse says, Honey, it's time to clean the windows. Honey, it's time to hang new curtains. 
You know, there's certain projects at home that when you hear that it's time for those, you cringe. You think of excuses. You, you think of, I've got to come up with something because I sure don't want to do this. But what about us in our worship? Do we sometimes come up with excuses or, or, or do we just get by? Now, there's a lot of debate about the two offerings that was given. Cain, because he worked with his hands and he worked in the ground, gave an offering of the produce of the plants and the fruit and the things that he gave, and he presented that to the Lord. Abel, one being of the uh, being a shepherd and and one that worked with the animals, the scripture says he he went through and he gave first blood or, or or looked at the, 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 the calves that were choice and first and young and the fat portions. Now in scripture, in Jewish, fat portions were important. That was part of the sacrifice. It seems to be that Abel gave more attention to his sacrifice than his brother. Now there's a lot of uh, different opinions on that. But again, when we come to worship, is it possible that sometimes when we become nonchalant, when we come just like, well, you know, I've done this many times. I go to church. It's the same thing, this, that. And so, you know, I'll put something together that is nice and it'll get me by, you know, but I really didn't put emphasis. I didn't really put into it. Or ladies, and I'm not just saying ladies, we've all had this happen to us, but, but ladies, have you ever gotten in your car and you've reached down and said, man, what is that? And you open it up and you see that you have an invitation to a shower that is that day at two o'clock and you're going, oh man, what am I going to do? I forgot. It must have fell out of my Bible. It's on the floor and I got to two o'clock this shower. I'll just run in and get the, oh, you know what? I got this gift I got the other day and I'll just rewrap it and put it, you know, and, and we send it off, you know, we've all done that. I mean. But we haven't put any thought in the sense it's just something that we do real quick. Could worship, if we're not careful, be the same thing? Could we sometimes just get into that routine that we're just putting something together and, and hopefully it'll be enough? In my lifetime, which it hasn't been that long, uh, but in the different churches that I serve, it is amazing to me, and please don't take offense to this, but it, but it's so true. It amazes to me the stuff that is donated to churches. Half the stuff needs to go directly, do not stop at the church, go directly to the dump. It is amazing. But people say, oh, preacher, we thought y'all could use it. Maybe there's a needy family. Well, if they know how to repair and fix and put a new motor in it, I, I guess so. You know, and, and, and again, I'm saying it. Facetiously, but at the same time, do we sometimes give God our leftovers? What's in our way? What? Well, you know, I got I got a brand new one. I don't. You know, are we giving God the same thing? And so sometimes it makes us stop and to think. Here we had two boys raised together. Now, many of you will tell me, preacher, I've got two boys, and they're different. As day and night. Right? Some would say, you know, or two girls. It would be like, they're not the same. And I understand that. 
Okay, I understand that. But here we have two boys that were brought up in the same environment. They, they knew what their parents had taught them. They, they had heard about the worship and, and had been part about the worship and the importance of the worship. But it seems like Abel took it to heart and Cain didn't. And you know, that is something that we need to think about in our own lives. Are we attempting to get through basically doing the religious things or, as Preston and I tease each other back and forth, the Baptist thing? Uh, uh, you know, we say, well, I'm going to join the church and I'm going to, you know, do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but, you know, I'll do something and, 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 and you know, that'll be acceptable. But, you know, sometimes we're just going through the motions. So here we find that Cain and Abel are worshiping the Lord. Now, the offerings are given, but God God finds favor with Abel's offering. But Cain, he did not. And the scripture to me makes it very clear to me that Cain was angry. He was upset. Now, to me, that tells me Really, what was in Cain's heart from the beginning? That anger that came. You know, in your translations, it, it says he lost his countenance. His face fell. He, he was upset. He was, was angry and thinking, how could God do this? But maybe he forgot about God and why we do it. Remember something with me. Are we children of God? Maybe a trick question, but are we children of God? Basically, we would say yes. That's usually what we would say. Okay. How do we become a child of God? I believe when Adam and Eve were created, born, put together, they were children of God. Okay. When sin came in, it separated them from God. Right? And so since that time, we've all been separated from God. We don't get, I got the go to heaven free card. Okay. How do we get, because I look at God here and mankind here. When sin came into the world. Okay. Jesus is our only way to get from the world to our heavenly father. To me, it's like a great chasm. And the cross has to be laid down where we accept Jesus Christ, and that cross allows us to get to God. Now, I think Abel got that. Cain didn't. Cain think, eh, I, I, I don't need anything from God. Guys, I, I, I want us to see that, that the importance of us realizing what God has given us. Now, when Cain got angry, here's another wonderful thing about our God. And don't forget it. We get angry about a lot of different things. And sometimes, boy, we've got ourselves convinced that we're right and God and everybody else is wrong. But here, God came to Cain. He said, Cain, why are you so mad? Why do you look so despondent? And then God gave Cain the simple truth. He said, if you do what is right... Won't you be accepted? Saying, Cain, you know what's right. You've been taught what's right. You know what's right. If you do that, you know you'll be accepted. No question. But if you do what's wrong.
along came, there are some things that are crouching at your door that want to come in. And to me, he's referring to sin. He said, Cain, if you're not careful, if you do what is not right, if you do what is wrong, sin is crouching at your door. And as soon as you open it, it starts. Well, that anger that Cain had, would you say part of it could have been jealousy? Was he jealous of his brother? Well, of course he was. What about pride? Pride was at that door, and as soon as he became so full of jealousy, and he said, I've worked just as hard, and I've done this, and that pride stuck up in his life, that also started to creep in. You know, there's certain things we have figured out. There's some things we don't need in our lives. And we definitely don't need sin. Remember the day where in our homes, you had your door, but you had, I don't know what I call a screen door. The old-fashioned screen door. It didn't have one of those fancy things. It would just come, you know, it just whack every time, you know. Some type of thing was put up there, kind of man-made to slow it down. But, but you know, that old screen door. And it was to keep out the flies and other things we didn't want in our house. But constantly you would tell the kids, shut the screen door. Shut the door. Because if not, you had all these critters and all these things in our life. Here's something we've got to remember. Cain did not realize how vulnerable he was to sin. And I think sometimes we forget the same thing. We forget how vulnerable we are. To sin. And it's crouching at our door. Think of if a tiger or some fierce animal was right behind your door. And if you opened it just a little bit, boom. For the last couple of weeks, we have been house-sitting Erica's cats. Erica's home. We're down to two cats. But, but Erica had three cats. She had one cat. That if you open the door just a fraction, that little yellow thing was out that door. And you didn't know what she'd get into. Guys, I want us to be careful. If we do what is right, we'll be accepted. If we don't do what is right, sin is crouching at the door to come in. Just like it is in the Florida, I mean, here in South Florida right now. I was out yesterday afternoon. The mosquitoes were about to take me away. Guys, there are certain things out there we don't need in. And then we think of sin. What about the sin of pride? What about the sin of jealousy? We could go on, couldn't we? And if we allow those things to enter in, oh, it's hard. Sometimes it's so hard to stop it once they're in. What's crouching at your door today? What's crouching there that wants to get in and all it wants is you to open that door with pride or with anger or with jealousy and boy, it's in. It'll come in. And it stays usually longer than we want it to. 
We need to realize that sin will take us in places we never thought we would go. It will. Sin will take us places that we never thought we would go. That's what sin does. And we need to be reminded of that. Cain had forgotten that. He didn't think he needed God. He went through the motions. What about us? Are we going through the motions? How far is that going to get us before those other things come in? That's crouching at the door. Some of us can remember those old days where children would get outside and play. <laughs> and some of, I've heard some of y'all's stories. It's, it's a miracle that half of y'all are alive. But, uh, um, you know, y'all would, y'all would get into some of the craziest things. Preston's even told me a few stories. It, it's a miracle. But when you would come in the evening... Either the bell, or not, you know, I'm talking about you know, your, your, your phone didn't go off. There was no such thing as a phone in your pocket. But you knew there were certain times if you heard a bell, old clattery type bell ringing, or you heard your full name being screamed across the pasture, you knew it was time to come in. And if you heard it the third time, you knew you were in trouble. And when you would come in, sometimes mom would look at you and say, what have you been in? You went out with clean clothes. Look at you. And she just would dress us down. Boy, she did. How dirty you are. And sometimes she'd even be as cruel to make us wash our hands before we ate supper. And then sometimes she'd even say, go back and do it again because you ain't sitting at my table like this. Right? Are we trying to do that to God and say, God, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. God, God, you know, look at the world today. It's falling apart. God, I'm not that bad. I believe God wants us to do what is right. Let's not con God. Let's be honest with God. Because God even said, if we do what is right, we will be accepted. We do what is wrong. Sin is crouching at the door to get in. This morning, I just pray that we would see the importance of, of allowing God to work in our lives and see that we need Him and that Jesus Christ is the only way to be accepted by God. If you've never done that, I pray that you would ask Jesus into your life. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, for the message you have shown us to, to be real and to do what is right. Lord, you have shown us throughout your word what is right. Sometimes, Lord, we try to take shortcuts and we try to do something else that we think, well, why can't this be what's right? And what's right in our eyes is not necessarily what's right in yours. And Lord, it's what's in your eyes that counts. Lord, be with us today and guide us in all that we do. And we thank you, Lord, for your word in your son's name. Amen.